Hello, I'm Joelle McNeely, and this is Grounds. This year I started working with couples. And it's a space that I never thought that I would explore. Not that I've not done it at all up until this year, but I've been in inviting it somehow energetically into my life. And here we are, and I've been working with these couples. And one of the things that I notice or that comes to light is how we communicate and how we want to feel understood and how judgmental we get when we're not understood or when we feel like another person person should be exactly like us. So instead of actually loving them for who they are, we see an image that we're projecting onto them, which is probably some version of what what we want and who we are plastered onto them. And then there's this judgment that comes about that stems truly from personality and preferences. And so today I want to talk about two of these scales of where we can get lost in judgment and also confusion about how somebody perceives or absorbs or filters the world differently or organizes the world differently from you. And you feel that your way is your way and that is the way even if you're not conscious of it, and then judge the other one. And it can cause so many conflicts because then we take the the issues that we might have, the themes that we might have, and it sinks into this actual layer of preferences and communication. And then it gets all mixed up and then we end up in these clashes. And so I wanted to talk about two of these scales on where we differ. And before that, I really want to make clear that this is not my material. This is, you know, I'm expressing on on my, you know, I've been a trainer in the past in personalities and, and I've worked with people for a long time. And there are two scales of personality that are preferences that are just like how you would choose or how you would choose, how you write with one hand or the, or another. And if I asked you, why are you left-handed or why are you right-handed, you probably don't have a very clear answer for that. There's a preference that is innate inside of you. And just like these scales, you land somewhere on one side or the other. And you could be very strong in that one aspect of personality. Or you can be closer to the middle, in which case you're kind of ambidextrous. You can use both sides a little easier than others. And also knowing that even no matter how strong our preference is, throughout our life, we learn the other side. Because that is what life does. It teaches us. And so one of these skills is all about how we absorb the world through our senses, right? So how we absorb, how we filter in all the millions of bits of information that come in at any given moment. And our brain is only able to capture 
a very tiny, like a minute part of all of that information. And so the rest lands and gets filtered by our unconscious. And we end up in our patterns of life. So our if this, then that kind of behavior. So you have a trigger and a response, our reactions, and how we do all of that is based on how we absorb all of this information and what we filter out. What I filter out might be something very important, crucial to what is important for you to filter in. And what resonates with me is different from you. On the first scale on how we absorb that, we've got people on one side that are more bigger picture, more intuitive, let's say, in the way that they can absorb very vague bits of information. They want an overview, very vague bits of information and making connections between all of those bits, understanding how everything fits together, understanding how how all of the pieces can be looked at by, from different angles. You can look at it mentally or physically or energetically, spiritually. You can look at different themes outside of that. Like there, there are so many different ways of finding connections in anything. They're also about anticipation. They're more future-based. So the buildup of what is to come and vision to stimulate or to motivate these people, you need to give them vision, something that ignites that imaginative part of themselves with all of the connections and the possibilities. Now, they're on the opposite side of the scale, there are people who really need facts, the things that they've actually experienced through their senses through you know what they've seen what they've heard what they've felt what they've tasted what they've touched what they've smelled that is truth and that's what they filter for in the world these people are more present in the moment they're in the here and the now and they need the facts and the figures they need the information that makes sense to them so if you come with vision for the other group and you start giving them this big dream, this beautiful picture, and it has no detailed like facts and figures there, they're just thinking you're talking a lot of fluff to them. Whereas on the other side, if you start talking to the group that need the facts and the figures and all the details if you start talking to them or if they start talking to you about all the facts and the figures and you're on the vision side, then for you, it feels like, you know, like it's far too detailed. It's not motivating. It's not, it does not make, it doesn't resonate with me. I don't get happy or, you know, excited about this. Or if you start sharing your vision and then they come with all of these details, it feels like you're, you know, you're killing my vibe. Why do you keep talking about all the risks and all the things that we should know? Like, yes, it's not that those people don't know that they need to have the facts and the figures as well, but it's not what drives them just in the same way as the other side. It's not what drives them. They understand that it's good to have a vision, but you can't only have a vision 
without all of the actual information behind it. And how this plays out in a relationship, what, I, what I've noticed, especially in working with self-development and healing, that if you have one person on the side of the vision and they're looking into the world of energy or healing or, or self-love and all the beautiful things and all of the, the unpeeling and feeling more and more like themselves and they're so tuned in and then they might have a partner that's on the opposite side who starts coming in with all the things they have to think about and all they see is that partner just dreaming all the time about things that are unrealistic and they feel like I've got to like try and support them because they're like off in this dreamland and it's okay sometimes but we can't live there. So they're trying to call them back and have them think about all of the actual information. And then they feel like they're talking two different languages because on one side, that person who needs all the facts and the figures is thinking like, where, like they're just talking fluff. This does not make any kind of sense. Like what is going on over there? We need to talk some sense or reality back into this person. And on the other side, they're like, this person just doesn't get it. They might not be evolved enough or woke enough or, or awakened enough or whatever enough. They don't get it. Like I'm saying, like, you know, as one of my clients said, the sky is blue, the sky is blue. And they're just like, well, I already know that it's red. And so... I'm not going to look up because I don't need to, because I've seen it. I know it's red. And so there's this, this dynamic, this dance that can play out. And then when you drop other couple themes in there, into that dynamic, into that communication and that lack of understanding, because there's only judgment that's happening there. And if you can recognize that we need both of these sides of the scale to find balance, and they're both just as valuable there's no one that's better than the other. It's just what it is. And we need each other. And if they could embrace that part about the other and recognize that it is a preference of personality and they're not just doing it on purpose to be mis like to misunderstand or to be difficult or all the other things that we project onto the other when we don't feel understood or seen or heard or felt. And in recognizing that when we're feeling unseen and unheard and, and we're not feeling like the other one feels us or really understands us, that it's probably because we're also not understanding them. That you don't have a clear view of that person and what their preferences are. And you're feeling unseen, but are you actually seeing them? You're not because you're judging that they're not seeing you because they're avoiding seeing things the way that you do in some way, shape, or form, but they're not avoiding that. That is not their preference. And so how can we switch the conversation so that it becomes more fluid and dynamic and then we see the beauty of both sides and how we can enhance each other's lives and recognize when we're stuck in a default and maybe need support moving and seeing the other side in, in a certain kind of way. And recognizing when, you know, one is really enthusiastic because they're in that preference, like fully and completely, that we don't try and like yank them out of it so that we start stepping into that same place on our side. To honor that. taking a small break from the show to share the wild tribe circle. 
starting on September 10th and for seven ritual, ceremonial sessions. We come together in the Netherlands throughout the year. So we're going into the darkness and back out again on the other side, starting in September 2023. The Wild Tribe will we bring the mystical into our lives. So it's like the maintenance for your essence, for your soul, for your body. Stepping into all of the deep feminine light and shadow work and circle love. I cannot wait to have you there. You'll find out everything on my website. Wild Tribe starts soon. I can't wait to see you there. And if, you can't, if you're not in the country and you can't make it for that, in January, there is a weekend retreat coming. I cannot wait. We dive into the world of emotions and deep sensuality and yeah, body, soul, essence, juiciness, unleashing the sexual energy that is our life force. I cannot wait for that one either. So see you through the year or I'll see you in the new year. Now another scale is how we organize our life. So being in time or on time. Now there are the people who have everything structured out. If you know you're planning for something, if you're planning for a move to a new country or switching jobs, or whatever it is that it, that you're organizing or planning in your life. You have those people who will plan out every single step of the way. They'll break it all down. They'll know what they're doing in week one, what, the, what they're doing in week seven, what they're doing in week 12. And you have countries like this, cultures like this. I live in the Netherlands and they're very organized with time. If you invite somebody at a certain time, a Dutch person will be there on time. And that I'm half Trinidadian. That's not the way that Caribbean people always operate. And there's a difference in intention when you're talking about time. On the other side of the scale, there, there are people who need more space for possibility. So they wait until the last moment to keep their options open. And they won't be planning it all out to get to that date of the wedding or the move, they will be like, oh, that's in three months. And then a few days or a week or something before the actual date, they get pressured and time stretches. It's like that week becomes four weeks because they have hyper-focus because of the pressure. And there's a need for that time pressure in order to stretch out time because they need the fluidity and the freedom of having their options open and not having everything scheduled in because having everything scheduled in would mean that you have like you feel like your arms and legs have been taken off like there's no freedom for me within this and on the other side if they see a wide open agenda and nothing scheduled in it's the same feeling of like my arms and legs have been cut off like i we're wasting time. We're wasting a day. It's a big thing. And it's not that the other side of the scale doesn't feel that you can waste a day. 
but there needs to be a feeling of freedom and nuance in it and that it can change and that there are options. And how this can play out in a couple, like just think about going on vacation, going on vacation with somebody who has everything scheduled and if, if the other partner is not one of those people and they see this like entire plan, my holiday has been like packed. There's no space to breathe within that. That doesn't feel like a holiday. And then you have on the other side, if there's nothing planned, like what are we going to do? We're going to waste our time. We're flying all the way or we're going all the way to this place, this amazing place. And we're never going to be able to do anything. Or we're doing everything last minute and that feels so rushed. And so how can you take those two sides, if you recognize it, those two sides and recognize the strengths of both and where you can satisfy your own need within it and where you can find a way to work with the other. And I would say, you know, you find your own rhythm as a couple. Like test different things out. Like keeping days where, where, you know, the one side needs everything scheduled, like keep the schedule to yourself, like have a highlights that you share with the other. And same vice versa, like see if you can on the other side, like if you're more fluid and keeping options, op options open, that sometimes you do make certain commitments because it's harder for them to make commitments because then you're not, you don't have options anymore. So what can you commit to and where can it be fluid? honoring each side. And if one needs all of that schedule and the other one doesn't, like how do they need to take care of themselves? And how the, the one who needs the schedules can understand it and not judge them because they're not joining in on the Excel sheets and the, and the agendas and the calendars. And on the other side, understanding that being extraordinarily sponta spontaneous so if you wait until the last second on a Friday to go for a weekend trip and that you're, you do that every week or every time and your partner is a person who needs scheduling, then recognizing that sometimes they want to be able to plan that as well. Like plan a date. What am I going to wear? How am I going to do my hair? What lingerie do I want to wear? For example... And the need for being able to plan that in and having that time and knowing that there's something that you can look forward to and that you can prepare for instead of we're going to go out in five minutes and they don't have that time anymore. So finding a way to flow with each other on these, these scales, their preferences, their personality preferences. If you recognize any part of this, become aware of where you are within that and how you can meet yourself and your partner, recognizing like where they might be on these scales and that they're not doing anything on purpose. They're not doing anything against you and that there could be loads of misunderstandings based on these dynamics thank you for listening that's it for now one love if you enjoyed this podcast please rate it a five stars it helps people find us